And he's like, bro, we're going to go to the cast. We're going to drop a K on black. And he's like, yeah, it gets like super into it. And I was like, well, that's like, I can't say no to that infectious energy. <laughs> and so we oh, went boy. to the cast and we decided we were just going to drop 5K on black because you can touch the max bet on a 25 table. So we go in. I just put 5K on black. Hang on. Spin it. 5,000 of your that- money or collectively? Five mine, yeah. <laughs> just put it this is a this was a week before i flew out to brisbane bro <laughs> so yeah so we go there we just slap it down on the table and then uh spin it and fucking lost it straight away love that it's got like they're guys one of Doug's they do magic on one gray hair they are the Woo. magic guys <laughs> Woo. yeah happy easter everyone or belated happy easter What's up, guys? It's good to be back in my own uh, studio. Uh, Josh's studio is, well, I can't really tell you because. Hey, could you pan that down, uh, your camera down, Josh, just to the, uh, I would say just to the left of yourself, just down towards the floor a little bit. It's just a little bit far away. Ah, that's a shame, bro. That's a shame. I really wanted the people to see just how organized my boy Josh is. You know, everything's in its place. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, everything is in its place. You know, I had to dive under a pile of shit to find <laughs> this uh, this rabbit. You know, the, um, um, what is it, organized chaos, like artists with their organized chaos. Josh is the embodiment of artists with organized chaos. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what? Sam Angelico, FISM winner from back in the day, Australian magician, he told me that when he was in his prime, he used to live at the top of like a fucking clock tower. And like you could rent out like the, the top floor of this thing or whatever. And that's just where he lived. It was basically just an open space. And he just had all his magic laid out like everywhere. Complete. Well, like an open space that everyone can just go into, like walk into. I'm now flashing. Probably. Yeah, probably. I spent a summer with Tom Frank when I was learning street performing. Oh. He had the top floor of a, <clears throat> uh, it was the six or seven story building. It was the loft. We used to skateboard in this place, among a lot of other weird things, had roof access. Plus, I was and with Tom Frank. Those were the Tom days. Tom Frank is a strange man. Is he still a nudist? <laughs> I, could, I could tell you about the uh, the weird events that happened in that loft, but I don't know if that's safe for YouTube. I'll tell is you he, after the stream. Uh, just tell yeah. us. Good. Is he, you know is he still a nudist? I remember he goes to like all these festivals and does cups and balls naked. It's like <laughs> It's funny as... I wow. was thinking about getting Tom on this podcast. Do it. I'd love to speak with Tom. You know, he doesn't like what we do. I would love to speak with him about that. I think that would be fascinating. But he probably what do you mean he doesn't like what we do. Like a t- like TikTok social media. Look, he called me a whore. You are a whore. <laughs> yeah, I know, you are right? a whore, though. We all are in some form. <laughs> a <prostitute laughs> you're not a, of the art. You're not a whore if it's free. No, nah, but I'm getting paid. I'm a whore for the art. Uh, well, that's that's true. Then but look, are. I do it with love in my know, heart. Just, and, uh, just so we're clear, though, doesn't didn't uh, Mr. Tom Frank have a YouTube channel? You know, I didn't argue with Tom. I just laughed with him. It is, it is funny. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Uh, yeah, you should look, definitely I'd come on. I'd love to speak with him. Right? I'd love to get the feedback. I know there's more than him out there, and it'd be like, let's hear it. What do you got? You know, what's your right, thought? As long as he wears uh, at least underwear, it should be good. <laughs> no guarantee of that. As, yeah, long as, the camera, as long as the camera pans above the belly button. Just it's, above dong, yeah. Above dong. Make sure that the dongle is above dong. <laughs> yeah. If this happens, it will have to be pre-recorded because 
There's no <laughs> chance this will be safe for you two. That's all right. Okay. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like we're that safe, are we? Do we really? Are we really that um, careful on this podcast? Well, I feel I like we say some pretty outrageous shit every now and again. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think we've shown Dong yet. I mean, no, no, yeah, no, we haven't gone that far, and I don't think we will. But no, no one's done you know live drugs on the podcast. <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained. We need to get Tom on. We could check off all those boxes real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Thomas definitely. The uh, Frank. Thomas the Frank engine. Definitely pre-record then. Sounds know. good. Sounds good. Would you Have guys you seen Tom Frank, Josh? Have you seen his work? I think I would remember if I had it by the sound. Uh, Ed- Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven with the linking rings. It's so good, right? It is. It is. It's my favorite piece um, of linking ring magic ever. I don't think I understand. How often do you see someone close with the rings? You know, he also does a lot of Frank Gallo's work. He does like the coins, the copper, the copper, copper silver, six coins. Yep. That's a great routine as well. And then it ends with the Chinese coins. He also does uh, Recharmed, I'm sure, a lot. Well, I think it's just Recharmed, the one that he does. But you know what I saw him do recently that is great is the lean, where you lean at an angle. Ah. It's like 45 degrees and then come back. I mean, he does dress like a 1950s gangster when he does his like stage performances. Such a good wearing the pinstripe suit and he's got the friggin' so funny. He looks looks the same guy we're talking about, the nudist. Yeah, 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 dude. He's a character, he's like the ultimate character. character. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What did you guys He was uh, a street performer for uh, how long was he street performing for? Like 30 something years, you know, his absolute weapon. He used to like sell. Magic on the street, oh while yeah, right. street performing like simultaneously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, man, he's a whore. He's a whore. What the hell? He That's the most whore. whorish thing I've ever heard. That's he's selling tricks on the street. What the? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but Doug, you are a whore as well. Yeah, I, I don't argue that. You know, Cheap I'm not. Whore. I didn't argue anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Josh, what's been cracker lacking, man? You were about to say some stuff, but I kept cutting you off. <laughs> fine it doesn't even matter now Space let's stuff. talk about let's talk about uh david blaine we i, I was showing you guys this morning <clears throat> but uh he's now putting out his own magic course his own uh sell out like a, yeah kind of like his own master class it's gonna be great the trailer looks sweet like the trailer yeah, looks like wind in it and- yeah Aussie wind yeah. his number one consultant who i i love and have his books and everything I think, and, uh, you know, um, it looks good, too, because it's nice to see him, like, laughing, bro. <laughs> you know, like, it's nice to see him, like, with a bit of personality. No doubt. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be good. Because, he's you know, normally he's just so bland. But I feel like uh, I feel like he's excited to actually sh- share his stuff, you know. Yeah. Is he it, part of uh, like one of the groups where you can join a group and get the class? Or do you have to go to davidblaine.com? I didn't get this scoop. How do you get that <clears> course? Well, it's, I think you it's, get it from uh, David Blaine. It's a, it's a 30-day course, and it's being run through a company called Studio Something. Um, let me just – Studio – so, yeah, so you buy it on studio.com. So, they must be the site that, okay. that hosts it. And it looks like it's um, like a weekly class or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, the tricks that are in there are like the classic card tricks you see him do all the time, like here and there, and there's some flourishes. He even teaches how to – how to do his like breaking a deck in half and stopping. Were people shit talking him in like the that. magicians only thing because of this? I have no idea. I saw this through RZ Win posting it, and then I saw the video on David Blaine's YouTube. So, so I, here it is. I, I, it, here it is. I, know, I found it straight away. 
Okay. <laughs> I know the one ahead club posted saying like this has just happened, but I'm yet to see like people's um comments on it. But look, yeah, but, but first of all, right, first first comment. This was seven hours ago, and this thing was okay. only announced about seven hours ago, right? Yeah. For, like one of the first comments is, I hope he does a section on how to hire stooges. <laughs> okay. So that guy's an idiot. <laughs> just what straight away people just like hating. It's like, God damn. From it's the like, comment oh, section, Magic Man 506 has a good point here. Lane's course is $200. So yeah, that's kind of high for just curious, right? You're not. Nice. Gonna... That is true. That's very true. Right. No, look, I, yeah, I have no quarrels. With this course, like, yeah, he's teaching. We met Magic Man 506 before. G'day, man. How you going? What's up, Adam? Yeah. Oh, you know um, this man. Well, I shipped him a deck of cards. He's a recent prize winner from my Ah. trivia contest last Friday. So, yes, he knows things. Nice. I kind of feel so. How do you, did you watch the trailer, Doug? I did. I did. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a good trailer. It didn't seem like he was giving away a lot. Let me tell you, it was really cool. Right after I watched that trailer, YouTube segued into a it was a it was an old biography about Penn and Teller, and and this bio it was a it was a brief thing. They they reiterated over and over how little the secrets matter because they don't matter that much. So who yeah. cares if he's putting out a course? Go have fun with it, everyone. <coughs> what a great opportunity to learn from a legend. I have a you feeling it's going to inspire a new wave of magicians, like how so. he did when so. he first brought out his street magic. I think it's going to do it again. But I'm happy that it's at a decent price that, it that like you said, it will kind of stop just the, oh, yeah, I wonder how he does do his tricks, people. I think, um, you know, uh, I miss the fun of magic. Like, you know what, you know what seems fun about music is that people just hang out and just do music, right? Why can't we just hang out and just do magic? Why is it well, going to be can. like, got to keep the secrets from people? Got to, you know, no, but I, I know we can because we're not retarded. <laughs> Wait, that's, oh, not right. the that's not a PC correct term. I mean, we're not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, I'm getting canceled. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, you know, I have a feeling every industry has, has their own quarrels within it. Like I want to be popular. You know, I can play all those chords. Why can't I be, you know, the lead drummer in this band or whatever. You ain't got no <laughs> chords, lead drummer, with those powers combined. <laughs> what the heck, Josh? <laughs> yeah, with those powers combined, I can play the board game Halo. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> you know what I mean. So, uh, no, I don't know what you mean. Could you elaborate? I'm saying that, you know, the magic community isn't special in the way that magicians, you know, have problems with one another. No, but it's pretentious as hell, man. It's like really pretentious. What I can say is magicians are are my least favorite content to watch on TikTok because they're all like, they're they're all the fucking same with the crappy video and starting with a cheesy grin and a fan of, you know, and they go into that thick Because they rely on the trick. You know what my my favorite one is? Is the ones that try to look real mysterious or cool. And they'll be like standing in a dark alleyway and they're like, they produce a card or some shit, you know, like it's like, it's like yeah, it's, a, it's just, we're weird, <laughs> you know, we're super weird. Super and weird yeah, you called it, <clears throat> you called it Doug. It's because relying on the trick. It's true. But uh, you know, who's not super weird. Douglas J. Con, master of the TikToks. No, Master oh, of the YouTubes. How's that going for you still? Are you killing it? Are you growing at an unreasonable pace? It's not unreasonable anymore. 
not on not on TikTok and YouTube. On some level, this is to be expected. How much? How much can? How far can Grandpa Magic go? That that fast? It's unreasonable. But look, I've been enjoying Facebook. That's happening. You know, that's fun. And and Instagram 10K. So thank you to everyone who followed me on Instagram. Did that just week? Damn. Look, What's I your Facebook up to now? <coughs> Forty-one thousand. There's room for growth there if you're a creator and you haven't tried Facebook Reels. You're listening to this. That's a good place. Yeah, to I got be, about I 24k, so I'm still still trying to catch up to you there. Yeah, but again, when did you start? And this is the point. It's recent, like, right? Maybe a month and a half ago. Not long. So there, the reach is real. It's 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 waiting on you, folks. Facebook Reels. Yeah, get on it. Uh, be a part of the community that is a community. <laughs> Just a new Damn. thing, you know. I was watching an old guy on TikTok earlier, you know, talking to the people who think it's just dancing girls. It's not that anymore. It's a new <laughs> media. This is a new form of just media consumption. Yeah, Board form I mean, videos can, aren't dancing girls anymore. They're you can dumb. still find dancing girls if Thank you look goodness. hard enough, but yeah, there's also other stuff. Yeah, you know what I was thinking. Back to David Blaine for two seconds. Do you think? Like, do you think magicians bring out their masterclass when they're at the end of their career? Like, do you think David Blaine's like, oh, what else can I do? Oh, I better teach. I was like, wondering, magic. like, what, the question I had about <clears throat> this was why, why, like, why would he spend his time on that versus another yeah. right. worldwide? I think, he's, I think he's getting on, man. You know, he's, he's not yeah. like a young fellow anymore. <clears throat> yeah, but not that old, though. Not Penn no, and Teller old. He's uh, passing on his legacy, you know, well, and then he's going to do something crazy again after that. And blow the money the must be stupid good. That's the answer. The money must be stupid good for selling mm. courses. I've heard it. Well, well isn't David Blaine? Isn't just, David just Blaine quickly, just one of the richest magicians in the world? Yeah, so. well, he said. Right. He said on there that the first ten thousand people to sign up will also get a deck of cards. Whether it said signed, I can't remember. But, First um, ten thousand. Yeah. So, so that's that that's man. That's, that is that's, confidence, man. That is confidence <laughs> in your product. Holy that's shit! Two million dollars. That's the number. I was doing the math here. If he does <laughs> ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, how you. Is start. that it? Only only two million. <clears throat> For the first the first ten thousand, we'll get him two million. Yeah. But the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that because he has a big following and the promo is. Epic. Is yeah, it and though? at the end of the day, what did he do? He probably spent a couple of weeks in a oh. studio with his buddies talking magic, right? So it's not <clears> like he had to do uh, some craziness to get this thing done. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it, yeah, it does make me, you know, I get passing down the legacy and inspiring the new wave. Probably also, like, he's probably sick of everyone teaching his tricks from, like, the street magic series that he's done and stuff he's like well if anyone's going to teach it it's going to be me hey that's a good point um yeah, yeah that's that's what i'm kind of feeling but no, yeah. i mean that damn if that's damn. the mindset it's kind of weird because he's just doing classic routines it's not like he's doing original material really he's just doing things hell he's doing some of the oldest material is what <clears> he's doing <laughs> oldest. yeah chris ramsey put up a interesting post because he posted it on instagram and then chris ramsey Chris Ramsey was like, yeah, I can't wait to learn how to swallow live lizards and sew my butt closed. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Um, It seemed like a little salty, but in a a funny way. I think he was just trying to be hilarious, you know. He's been doing stand-up comedy lately, I think. Mr. 
Mr. Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been trying his hand at the stand-up. You know, stand-up's a funny game. Have you ever tried it before, Josh? You ever gotten up there and done a little stand-up? I've been talking to Chris Wayne about it that um, I'm interested to do it, hey. Yeah, you should. You should do it um, because however good you think you are as a performer, (laughs) however good you think you are as a performer, just know that you're fucking awful once you get up on that stage. (laughs) Here's the thing. I I actually- It's rough. I actually- Look forward to trying it out and bombing. Like I, yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, like I embrace that process. You know, is that the the wife? Yuki, are you here? Uh, I'm here. All right, hello, Yuki. Uh, everyone says hello. Everyone on the podcast says hello. I'm coming. All right, uh, boys. I'll be back in uh, just under. I'll wait here. Okay, we'll just hang out here <laughs> until he gets back. Oh boy. Thank you, Warpo. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> is that Sybil? Or is that the uh the This con is the Cap flourish? Casino four packet false variant. So this is a oh. Oh, hang on. We've got to do a redo. So for those listening, Hold this on, is a just, flourish. This is like a multi-packet flourish Doug's doing here. This is uh Cap Casino published this. God, I can't do it now. So I breathe this every day, but you put me on the camera. I know, I get it. But this is not disrupting the order of the deck. And I'm done trying. Jeez, Louise, no. it's making me work here. No, I get it, I get it. And also, you're trying to hold it up to a different angle than what you would do, like, if you're working. Good point. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for the safety net on that one. You're welcome. Is that is there a lot different to Sybil, which I think is like... like so it's one last packet. So Sybil is here, and then Kenner would take a fifth packet here. This is the Sybil position. Ah, uh, that's... I don't even know that five faces of Sybil. There One, two, three, four. That's Sybil. If I'm, I could be mistaken, but I think that's Sybil. But if you take right. that middle packet out of here, now you're now you're going to disrupt the order. So Cap hmm. leaves the bottom packet there and just swivels it around. I'm watching myself do it in the. <laughs> Damn. And we got there. So that's it. Well, Cap nice. Casino. Mm. Well, goddamn. Well, for those who got to watch that, it's a little piece of magic there. Too Very much nice. free time. I don't, you know, I don't know that I use that aside from kind of a nervous habit. Like, <clears throat> I, do I ever use this in performance? I don't think I do. I have, you know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you do? I, I, yeah, I do, but I do it in a way of uh, like, this is how I'll find your card. So mm-hmm. someone will name a card, someone will name it and, um, you know, already, I will have already got it to the top and I'll be like, well, look, uh, your card is... Oh, now I'm doing that same thing you did. So I'll be like, yeah. oh yeah, your, your card, yeah, your card is 20 cards down. Now it's 33, 45, 11, and okay. six. And then with any luck, it should be, you know, and then I'll usually catch yeah. it like that. Should be there. It's like a little, a little opener. You yeah. know? Let me talk about a wonderful piece I just read in this book, which I think is one of the best books that was published this year. This is Stage by Stage by John Graham. It's kind Ooh. of a, a book about taking your close-up magic to the stage environment he's got a couple versions of sybil the trick in here and a lot of people don't know that sybil was originally integrated into an effect and the effect is this you have your spectator uh name a number between 10 and 20 and then i think you match that cut you do a sybil and then pop out a packet that matches that cut in addition to that you've predicted the number that they would name by a small packet of cards you'd set aside 
great trick. Oh, damn. Required a, a, a setup of sorts, right, to do it well. This book has a great impromptu version, and it's just a good example, I think, of how to bring a flourish into the into a magic trick and, and uh, make it all work well, especially from close up to stage. Yeah, I think one copy of it, Mike. You know, I bought I bought a few of these for Conjure.com. I I tell people it's good. No one buys books. Y'all don't want to listen to me. You can buy it, Mike. I'll probably not order another one because people don't buy books. And the only reason I sell them is to give people good books. It's not like Mm. I make a profit off these things. I gotta pay shipping two ways. The markup's horrible. Yada yada yada. I do it out of the love. If you see a book on conjure.com, I'm just selling it because I love the art. That's yeah, because cool. you know it's probably quali- a quality book. I just want to, yeah, I want to give a student a good book, right? You know? Nice. Yeah, I think that more more ways you can flourish and do magic at the same time, I think, is is definitely my style anyway. This is, I love, like, stuff that looks like, yeah, that guy spent a lot of time on his craft and then also yeah. can be, you know, magical. I'll tell you a great read on the subject. Daryl Martinez. I think it's for your entertainment pleasure is the book. It's either that one or a secret of a Puerto Rican gambler. He has an essay titled in praise of the lowly flourish. And you talk about trendsetters. This was written in the early eighties as Daryl is trying to convince the magic world that you can integrate flourishes into your magic and make it work in harmony. Or a lot of magicians were saying, you can't do that fancy stuff. They'll think it's just your fancy work. And Daryl's like, I can mm. do whatever I want. This can be fine as long as it's entertaining. So you want to read a good essay on the subject? In praise of the lowly flourish, Vanishing Ink republished both of those books recently. They're great books. Anything there with Daryl's name on it's great. <clears throat> there, I'm done talking yeah, about Darryl, it. Here's a Daryl maneuver for you. Oh. You're kind of talking about flourishes and magic. And- <laughs> but look, that's um, a good point. Like when he did hot shot cut, it was to demonstrate a slow motion. He said, yeah, I did this when you weren't looking and I caught it over here. So he's mm. demonstrating a slow motion version of the effect. <laughs> Yuki. Hey, this is, uh, this is Yuki. And this, this is our uh, latest podcast guest. And this is uh juggling drummer Gaku. Oh, nice. Hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome home, Yuki. And they're gone. House of Japanese good, folk. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, ah, ah, I, <clears throat> I think the most difficult cut for me that I'm trying to use is the butterfly cut where you pop out the middle. No, nope, there it goes. The middle card. Usually I can get one eventually, but it doesn't want to work on uh the podcast obviously does that shoot out no no no. it's not meant to shoot out it's just meant to turn over and then end up in the in the middle okay anyway there he is anyway his profile here look at this ah so this is your guest yeah (laughs) so the guy that we just saw has a tiktok following of 3.7 million is that that what that That's, number says? Yeah, 3.7 million. Jeez. Oh, he juggles yeah. and does the drumming. <clears throat> yeah, he plays the drums while juggling. Love it. Here's a, here's a thing for you. You can't hear it because, uh, you know, whatever reason. But Damn. Yeah, buddy. It's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and for those listening, what is his Instagram? 
Uh, juggling uh, drummer Gaku. It's the same as this Instagram and TikTok as well. <laughs> Shake it out. Make sure that oh. you. Damn. Oh, and check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, it's more famous than me, bro. And I'm famous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, bro. Not as famous <clears throat> as Doug, but still pretty famous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just like to keep it on the down low, you know? I like to be able to walk out of the house and <laughs> not underground. Bug me. <laughs> yeah, like, Very like underground. To be an underground celebrity. Yeah. yeah. I no, I feel that. I feel that. I do mainstream magic, <laughs> but I'm underground. You know? Uh, you know what my favorite video of yours lately is? Is the um one with the Easter egg where you like took the coin and turned it into the Easter egg. Oh yeah. My latest one. <laughs> Thought it was cute. Thank you. I thought it was cute. Just so cute, man. Turning shit into Easter eggs because it's Easter. And then Doug did a cups and balls routine. <clears throat> yeah. With the that Easter eggs. It's oh called my. timely. It's called timely content. It means you do something relevant to the time. No, not I was me. going I just, out uh, the bus. Shit. That, I was going to head out and film that routine on the street. And I ran into a marathon. <laughs> I stayed home that day. Filmed that thing instead. That trick... Man, that was not a gimme. Let me tell you, that was an odyssey to get that thing done. So it's damn Easter eggs, right? They just weighed that little bit too much and were a little bit obscure shaped that it wouldn't work, would it? So, you know, I reverted to an original, to, to an older idea. That routine was way different than what it ended up being, which was much more related to other things I've done. I had to, oh, sh- I had to Bob, do a mulligan Bob's, on Bob's that. calling us out. We haven't done an Easter effect. Doug, have you got your bunnies handy, bro? Look. It's 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 three hundred and four days handy. to Easter. I don't know who titled this episode, but I'm I I rebuke I the was, Easter celebration. I was Mika, obviously. I would do sponge balls, <laughs> but I'm not doing sponge bunnies. Why not? It's not Easter. It's not Josh. I don't know why we're celebrating it the day after. Yeah, Josh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I had to I had to title this something since our guest, you know. Rescheduled like, to next week, and it's like, it's like you have no respect for anyone who's Christian. <laughs> oh, nice! Gutbuster Mike's wife made a good decision for him. Nice. Yes. Go All ahead right. Get Mike's book. getting the book. <laughs> we were talking about this one. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, stage by stage. Nice. Yeah. Great book. Is that uh, by John Graham? I can't remember. A, he's a worker, right? And it's so rare you get a worker give you his stuff. It's all in Is that here. John Graham's book? It is John Graham's book. Actually. It's a working <laughs> material. Yeah. I was going to get that book, and then I didn't. Yeah, get it. It's not Good. out. It's still <laughs> No one buys books anymore. They don't sell out. I buy books. I buy books. But I'm very I particular these days about what I buy now. Man, I've got a stack. I'm I got so many. I'm backed up right now. There's books I'd like to get I haven't bought. It's like I'm backed up. I've also got too many books. <laughs> Man, I want the new Malini book, the Steve Cohen Malini book. I just got to get that one, right? Mm. So what do you think, Josh? You going to start doing this trick <clears throat> on stage? Uh, the, I'd love go. to see it in Survival Kit. What? Tell me Is more. Is this a geek trick? I'm going to say no, but tell me more. <laughs> Is that oh. the hook effect? Is that what yeah, that it's is? the one that you put the hook in your mouth. Oh, geez. With the strings attached to it. You know what I ordered this week the was, is the new Hanson Chin release with the Tic Tac, which I've already seen half a dozen guys do. Is this the one I in wonder. the eye? Yeah. 
So all you get is a plastic Tic Tac. This Hanson Chin has mastered the art of selling very little for very much. His releases are all super. <laughs> so you know, you know why you, you know why it's good though, right? Oh, it's, you, un- you it's understand exclusive. why it's good, right? It's exclusive, right? No, it's because it's because um, Tic Tacs are actually a thing that people might carry around. But you can't put a tic tac in your eye. Oh, oh I'm aware of that. Mint. Yeah, it's mint. No, no, no. It'll I'm just saying. Up. In general, all <laughs> of his releases are super pricey, and you get very little. Like you're going to get a tic tac, a plastic tic tac <laughs> for forty bucks. Okay. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Worth every cent. I, man, I'll get two. <clears throat> I, hey, I, 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 bro, I didn't even. I didn't even know you get a tic tac with it. I just wanted the <laughs> fucking Hanson Sheen logo. That's <laughs> tic tac. That's sick. <laughs> but like, but like this, like this thing, the pocky paddle. But I love that. I can't find it though. I need to get a set. I love that trick. Sixty dollars. <laughs> That's US, baby. That's like hundred and fifty in Australia. <laughs> wow. It's a it's a paddle. <laughs> it's a Don't paddle. Say that. Don't give away the gimmick. Oh, can you perform it for us right now? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna eat this pocky. Holy shit! You can actually eat the paddle. Oh fuck it! I'm on a diet. I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> that was, that's $10 right there. God forbid 10 grams of sugar, man. That'll kill you. 10 grams. Well, I just, that's I'm recommitted lot. to losing 50 pounds. That's going to happen. 50 pounds. Me too, bud. Yeah. It's going away. I get to do my training that's like again. 20, that's like 25 kilos for us. So I, I weigh 250. I can lose 50 pounds. 250 kilos, bruh. Mm-mm. Pounds, U.S. How much in kilos is that? It's like 107, oh, right? That's too hard for that. Roughly. Unfortunately, our country hasn't made the right decision to use the 100, 113 kilos. You weigh 113 yeah. kilos? That seems... I don't even know. Where do you hide it? Under multiple uh, well, shirts. Well, with the camera angled down, Josh, it tends to look a lot better. Right there. Oh. All of a sudden, you just see is like these massive dinosaur feet. And we're like, ah, that's what he's like holding. He's like holding <laughs> it in. And he lets his breath out, and you just hear the death. Oh, yeah. The belly just hits the desk. You know? <laughs> that was a good shake at the camera. Yeah, I know. I just literally shook my desk. I thought it'd be fine, nice. and uh, it was apparently. So, what can I say? Comedic genius. Catch me live on stage this summer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like. February last year that we had Jason on here committing to losing X amount of kilos. And we were supposed to cut to a clip of then and then a clip of now. But oh, I did. I did lose a lot of kilos. Look. Turn sideways. Breathe out. <laughs> okay. I, think I did lose black. a lot of weight. I think you're using you know, black art there. I, I, I feel like you might forget how fat I was back then. I was quite fat. <laughs> I still am fat, though. I weigh about the same as you, Doug. About 113, 115, something like that. Yeah. How tall how tall are you, Jason? I don't know, five ten average height, like super average height. Yeah. Yeah. You're taller than me, right? Aren't you like six five or some I'm shit? Six foot, six even. Yeah, you're taller than me. So that's probably why you look thinner than me too, because I'm a short, fat fuck. I am the Easter egg boys. I look like an Easter egg with legs. That's <laughs> We we talked about this. If you if you drop the weight, you can still pretend you're you know you have a belly, so you can use it to conceal like the goldfish the bowl and the melon. Yes, you know, like here's the thing though. I think I've talked about this once before, but in my younger days, I was extremely fit, but I was super self conscious, like really self conscious. I don't mm, even know how to explain how. Starting grade one, very 
weird times. <laughs> I didn't get fat until I was like 25, 26, something like that. Yeah, I when I knew you, you, I you were wife. lean. Yeah, I was fit as fuck. Mm. I was in extremely good shape for most of my adult life. And then I, uh, and then I just got fat. And I, you know, and like I said before, I was super self-conscious because for some reason, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but when you're like fit and you have a bit of muscle and stuff like that, it's like this constant need to either improve it or keep it. And like, I'd get super self-conscious about what I ate because I'd be concerned that it might ruin my physique and stuff like that. And then one day I just, I got injured actually. I got injured doing kickboxing and then that's when I just started eating because I didn't exercise at all. And then I got fat and you know what? Never been fucking happier, if I'm honest. (laughs) I think now though, I think now I'm at a point where I'm turning 30 and the weight can sometimes be a hindrance. Um, Well, wait till you're 50. Well, that's exactly what, that's what I mean. Like I'm 30 now and on occasion I can feel it being a problem. Not really. Like it doesn't really affect my day-to-day activities, but every now and again, you know, like I'll get a sore knee or some shit and I'm like, ah, it's not right. Like the cups video I shot, you know, that cups video I had issues with. Well, those Easter eggs kept rolling off the table, which meant I did about a (laughs) hundred crunches that I'm not used to doing. (laughs) The next day I am hurting, right? (laughs) It's fucking great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, You know, you know, I remember one time, uh, I did get even fatter than I am now. And then I, that's when I decided I would, you know, I'm not going to get fatter than this is kind of the decision I made. And I remember it because I had some money <laughs> and I dropped like two bucks and I was like, is it worth making that two bucks? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, because like, it's a long way down to the ground and it's yeah, only right? two bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. No, my, oh, my God. That, that was like the minute where I was like, you know what, maybe now I should <laughs> – I should probably end, not be so fat. <laughs> like hour two, I had a whole bowl of chocolates there, so I had to bend over anymore. <laughs> the other one was uh, another one that was kind of funny. Was um, <laughs> another one that was kind of funny was I was sitting on the couch. I think I was like twenty eight years old. I think I've told this story before. And I was sitting on the couch. I think I weighed at that time like one hundred and twenty five kilos. Like it was the heaviest I'd ever been. I was a fat fuck, right? And I remember I was like, oh, i got to go do this thing. And I went to get up and I fell back into the couch. And I, so it took me two tries to get off the couch. And I was oh. like, that ain't right. Like, that oh, boy. Be fucking happening. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, all right. Well, if it takes you two tries to get off the couch, something's wrong. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Josh doesn't understand any of this talk. This is no, like alien conversation <clears throat> to Mr. Norbito. Josh what's has been mu- fit his whole life, bro. What's much easier to do is when you get when you turn thirty, just can find out you have an autoimmune disease that prevents you from putting on weight. So I can actually eat whatever I want. Crohn's baby, and stay lean. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Crohn's. Um, but no, yeah, but you know, I'm so lucky, Josh. In my life and, <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. Really, You're sure. so lucky, bro. You got an autoimmune disease, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I literally, Aaron, Aaron my yeah. wife has the same thing. It's a challenging situation to be diagnosed <clears throat> with that illness for sure. It can be yeah. if you can't deal with it properly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like Josh, all- I think Josh has got it all worked out there, man. It's all managed, but it's still, you know, basically it limits how much uh, of the food is absorbed that you eat. So, yeah, yeah so basically, you this know, man drinks an energy drink. I just, Ooh, yeah, it also means that, yes, yeah, stuff affects me, like <laughs> alcohol it's, it's affects like, me uh, a lot faster. And, you know what I remember uh, the most, drink. actually? We went to the valley 
Um, we were like, we're going to do some magic <laughs> yeah. in the valley. And we decided to buy a six-pack of drinks. So not much. And these weren't very strong. They were like, uh, like one standard each, I think. Yeah. I had three. Josh had one. I don't even think he finished that whole can. Did you finish that whole can? <laughs> but anyway, the gin- the Josh got so drunk. Uh, ginger beer. Josh got so drunk that he forgot to bring out his stuff to do performances in the valley. And he forgot. What else did you forget? You forgot your no, battery, I think. I, I, and you forgot. This is what happened. I was like, all right, bro, let's go. And we're outside. And you're like, bro, you haven't even, you have no shoes on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's. He was that's, like wasted. He was actually wasted. It was so yeah. funny. I think, f- I think that's to do with the medication that I have to take. I think that's what uh, affects the alcoholic consumption. Even so. But it's, it's great. I'm a it's cheap drunk. It's funny, you know? bro. It's funny. Yeah. It's- yeah, every I time just, Josh comes over to drink, he'll have like one and he'll be shit faced, man. Yeah. He's you know, like, let me just see if I can still flick a shot. No, I'm drunk. <laughs> good time. It's a good time. And that's just in the morning, you know. Right. Yeah, that's um, not even that's it. That's before lunch. Yo, I went to the you might have seen this on my story already, but I f- totally forgot I didn't bring this up yet. I won fifteen hundred bucks at the casino last week. What? Where's what my happened? It's much better than that time I lost six and a half K at the casino. That, that, that would burn a little bit. Yes. Did I tell you that story? Uh, I did, right? I'm pretty sure we said it on the pod. Six and a half thousand dollars. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, well, you regale us with your tail first and then I'll follow up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. One money. Yeah. Um, no. So what happened? The, the, the brief story was um, I had, I, or I had already done my gig earlier in the week. And so the weekend was free. My girlfriend's like, oh, I'm going to head out um, with, you know, her, with her girlfriend. She's like, we're going to go out clubbing or whatever. I was like, great. I'm going to not do that. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, you should like take us home when we're finished. Like you should pick us up so you can drive me home and not get an Uber. So I'm like, okay, I may as well stay in the city. I'll see if my boy Chris Ritchie's is free. He's another magician. Um, he's another magician that spends weekly amount of time playing poker and going to the casino he has like a gold um membership so he can go he can go into like the whatever you call it the vip floor of the casino so mm-hmm. i went with i went with him he took me into that room and um you get free drinks in there so obviously i only needed one but we went to go play blackjack and because i'm not a member they wouldn't i can literally play anything on that floor except for blackjack because in the vip rooms they don't use the automatic shuffler so they are worried that that um card counters are going to come and play you literally Um, have a story now about how you're not allowed to play at the casino because you're a magician right you literally have that story now (laughs) kind of so because because that table said no you can't play here we instead went to a poker machine and within three presses we won the minor jackpot prize, which was three thousand dollars. Wow! And, and we and we went halves in it. We said, "Yep, let's syndicate this." Sick. So we'll go halves. So we both won fifteen hundred dollars each in within like five minutes of them saying, "No, you can't play on this game." And in case you're a card counter, <laughs> and we're like, "I, I bet they wish they let us play now." And um, <laughs> man, it was a good feeling because then, yeah, we're like, "Oh, that that was easy." We've you know. We've already won yeah, that's, in five minutes. Did now you, what did do we do? Did you continue gambling? That's <clears throat> the question. Uh, take your wins and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, so did you do that? So here's what happened. We didn't. We kept that three thousand. Yeah. We we left with it, but um, 
we we technically won three thousand and like seventy three dollars. Uh-huh. So we gambled the seventy three dollars and we yeah. got it up to like thirty two hundred. So we just used a hundred dollars each to like continue gambling, okay, and then. Chris was able to bump that up to another five hundred. So his winnings wow. was actually two thousand. That's a good day um, at the casino. He got so lucky on roulette, like it's crazy. And uh, yeah, no, I lost <laughs> mine. Obviously, yeah, the cast isn't even going to notice that. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, that's nothing to them. <laughs> But it was crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like, it, it uh, you crazy. know, it's funny because after I lost all that money at the table, we were talking about it to the bartender. The bartender was like, it's not the worst I've heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Downplay okay. my, Whoa, play my six and a half K loss. Bro. <laughs> yeah, was, walk You know what it that. was? Is that there was a, there's a, a guitarist. His name is um, Tom Ward. And he's one of the best street performers in terms of earnings in the world. Or at least he was like four years back. Musician, huh? Yeah, yeah. He used to kill it, man. This guy was All disgustingly right. good. And uh, he was in town, and we were hanging out. Adam Axford and I were just drinking beers with him at the bar. And then all of a sudden, uh, like, I decided I wanted to go home, so I had some shit to do. And then I get a call from, like, a message from him, and he's like, hey, bro, we should go to the cast and just slap some money on black. And I was like, maybe I'll think about it. And then I get a message from another guitarist. His name is Martin. I share, like, share a pitch with him all the time when I'm down here in uh, Sydney. And he's like, bro, we're going to go to the cast. We're going to drop a K on black. And he's like, yeah. He gets like super into it. And I was like, oh. I, was like I can't say no to that infectious energy. <laughs> and so we oh, went boy. to the cast and we decided we were just going to drop 5K on black because it's the max bet on a 25 table. So we go in. I just put 5K on black. Hang on. Spin it. 5,000 of your that. money or collectively? Five mine, yeah. <laughs> just put it. This, is a, this was a week before I flew out to Brisbane, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, so we go there. We just slap it down on the table and then uh, spin it and fucking lost it straight away. And I was like, well, that was fun. Uh, let's go get a drink. And then we went to the bar, get a drink. And then we decided, you know what? We might as well at least try and get a little bit back, right? Oh. And so... <laughs> So I was like, I'm not putting another 5K down. So I was put like 1,500, right? That makes sense. Seems like a good number. I put it down on black. Martin picked the table too. He's like, this is a winner. This one is a winner. Trust me, boys. Black on this table. And I was like, got you. I slap it down and uh, spins it. And it did the most annoying thing too, where it landed on black, right? And then just at the last second, it went and just jumped over to the red. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> oh, no my worries. God. I was like, there that goes. And then uh, Martin ended up getting really depressed about it. Like, he's, he was like, no. He's like, bro, that's so much money. And I was like, mm-hmm. God damn, dude. You can't go to the casino, lose that much money, and then get depressed about it. You have to, like, use your money responsibly. For me, I thought it was funny. Will I ever do it again? Fuck no. That was horribly <laughs> stupid. I couldn't believe I did that. I went home. I felt like I was fine. Like, obviously, financially, I was fine. But I was like, God damn, that is six and a half K, man. That's a lot like, of money. That's a weekend of work. God damn it. Bro, that's a lot of cheddar. That's like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's gone. It's gone, man. The crazy but, uh, thing is that story could have gone so different. Like, had you won, this would have been a hero been, story, you know? It would have been fucking cracked, man. I would have won and then it would have been life-changing good. I've, got a, I've got a photo of me standing at the blackjack table with a stack of cash that I was 
about to have changed into chips. Yeah, let me pull this bad boy up. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, yeah, it was like a week before I flew to Brisbane, bro. So this is and like my- two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Wait, it was recently. <laughs> you were just dumping thousands of dollars. <laughs> Look at this shit. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> There's a big old stack of cash there. <laughs> and then I got like this little video. Irresponsible decisions, 4,300 on black. Thoughts? <laughs> I'm, good, I'm good with that. Okay. Thoughts? Beautiful. There you go. Anyway, the story ended with uh, losing it all. Wow. Well, at least I recouped some of your money then by winning the... Yeah, but you're not giving it to me, are you? Are you giving it to me? Thanks, bro. Yeah, send my way. Yeah. I, I really no, enjoy not. a casino. I like a little gamble. <clears throat> I love a poker room. But when I think of like gambling $5,000 on red black, I'm thinking if I can afford that. I'm just going to do, do, do something else with $5,000. Do you know what it was? You know what it yeah. was for me? Because I never gamble like, like ever. Uh-huh. For me, it was like I I'm may glad. as well do it once. All right. right. You know what I mean? Because like, you yeah. know, one. And then I'll look back on this now as a lesson. Don't ever do that again, right? Yeah. Or I'll look back on it like, yeah, I just won like 10 grand. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, mm. you're like David Dobrik that. always wins when he puts 10K at the at the casino with his friend. <laughs> what the fuck? Man, everyone, you know, everyone always wins because they never tell you all the stories about how they lost, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Good shit though, man. Yeah, it was so funny. It was just so, you know, it was the moment of withdrawing an extra 1500 from the bank ATM where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I was like, this is not right. <laughs> That's why Yuki just got home. Just like, I need to go home and sort yeah, this thing out. To tell, you know, the, the worst part about it was, was having to tell Wait. Yuki. I was just like, cause obviously I wouldn't keep that a secret. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I pretty much called her the next morning. I was like, Yuki, here's the 411. <laughs> yeah, that's actually her new husband. She just brought home. She's like, I kill, I kill this one. I marry this one tomorrow. <laughs> I tell, tell the new one what an idiot the last one was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you to watch this happen so you don't do this. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Uh, it was right. so crazy though. But it was yeah, whatever, right? Live and learn. I mean, I thought it was fun. I I had fun doing it, so I don't really give a shit. I've yeah, read some uh, epic, some epic lost tales in my life. There are some really crazy gambling stories if you, you delve into the some of the things these gamblers have done. Oh man, some people do some really scary shit though, where they're like drunk and they're like, yeah, and they just throw down like a hundred k, and you're like, bro, what the, what are you doing? You know, there they're was like, a guy, Stu on. <laughs> one of the best poker players in history. He won the World Series of Poker three times. Like, that's a hard thing to do once. Do it three times is unfathomable. He had a really Mm. bad drug habit. But worse than that, he was able to win a million plus dollars in the World Series and two days later be drunk or be broke from the golf course and horse races. Wow. Yeah, right? That is a a problem. (laughs) When are you not like, yeah, how does someone like that become satisfied with the amount? There's never a number that they're happy with, right? You know, it's more about the game and then the money, Uh, you know, it's, and that guy, Stu Unger, boy, you want an interesting story? Go look up Stu Unger. You know, he started playing bridge with the mob when he was 13. Then he ends up in a Vegas casino underage playing advantage games for the mob. And then he starts playing poker for for himself and becomes just a savant poker player. Wow. 
Well, I think you guys take anything away from this particular section of the podcast, it's that gambling's fun, bro. It's fucking sick. Especially for big money. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like I if, play when I play, I'll play online for five or twenty bucks, right? I look at something where I can invest a small amount, maybe walk away with a few hundred bucks, maybe a thousand. Sometimes yeah, just, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's yeah. enough for like me. A, a nice little dopamine injection. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Well, again, I like yeah. the every game, now and again. But... <clears throat> every now and again, I'll slap like twenty in the slots or something. You know what I mean? But I'm usually I'm usually very particular about how much I'm willing to uh, spend. Like I I knew going into that casino that I my maximum limit was six and a half k that I was willing to lose. All right, Jesus. Right? And and uh, and I was and I just wanted the story, you know. I just wanted the story as well. Just one of those things where I could say, "Yeah, I did that, did that one thing one time, and I'd do it again." <laughs> I think I, I, I would think... like to play the World Series of Poker. That's a big dollar gamble that I would like to do. I think I talked about that here. It's a ten thousand dollar ticket into that one. Hmm. Josh, I think we could saying? crowdfund that. Yeah, I was going to say. It. Go find yeah. me going. We'll disguise it as Josh's Crohn's disease helpful thing, <laughs> and then we'll it. put it all on black. <laughs> as long as I get a percentage of the winnings. Um, if I was going to bet, if I was going to take 5K into the casino, I think w- what I would do to get maximum enjoyment is perhaps, like I would pl- I would probably play blackjack, but just like $100 hands or something mm-hmm. like that. So at least mm-hmm. like, you know, high stakes, but... It's not all gone in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that night ended quick, man. Like, we arrived, they check our IDs, we lost 5K, <laughs> got a drink at the bar. <clears throat> Bartender was like, it's fuck all, man. It's not even that much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're fucking right. So I go out, Mark get another 1,500, cooler. slap it on black, lose that again. The night was finished in, like, I would say, like, 37 minutes, roughly. Mm. God damn. <laughs> and then we decided to uh, go out, get a kebab, have a drink at a bar. It was still a good night, you know? It was still a fun night. So just funny to sit there and, like, comfort each other in our time of loss. <laughs> I bet. Far out. Well, I was going to say, Josh, Jace, next, time in, next time I'm in Brizzy, we'll hit the treasury and we'll, we'll drop a... So on Sunday. Drop a couple of K on black. You keen? <laughs> Um, look, what I was going to say was, I mean, I am up right now from the casino, so this is, this is a good place, but what straight into savings, that's what I did. I think what would be cool is, uh, you get, you're coming here on Sunday, you said for, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. for our boy's wedding. If you happen to fly in on Friday, we could do some street magic after my gig, just putting it out there. Where's your gig? Um, you, know, I w- you know, I would actually, no, truthfully I would, but, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday is just, it's just too Expensive good, flights and you have I'll, no cash anymore. Yeah. Not only that, I'll just make, <laughs> yeah. No, I can just clean up down here and then fly up on Sunday and then, you know, I just may as well keep making money, right? That's true. Yeah. Well, even, uh, yeah, I guess Sunday's going to be a write-off the, the whole night because well, like, I'm sure you you guys will celebrate a little. Um, otherwise we could have filmed, we could always film after that. Or we could film there. We could do street magic at Marek's reception. I'm sure he won't mind. Yeah, let's um, do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get wasted at the reception and do some magic. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, we should. No, we actually should. Yeah. Josh, I shit you not, we should. I think he'd actually appreciate it, you know, because then he doesn't have to hire entertainers. He's just got a couple of mm. big chickens walking around. Just a few YouTube vloggers. Um, one who wasn't yeah, yeah, invited. Like- <laughs> oh, you were invited, right? No. 
I think you. I think maybe I was meant to tell you that you're allowed to come. So <laughs> let me just check, double check. I'm pretty sure that. Uh, I mean, I didn't live with Marek, so I'm not as close to him as you are. So I get it. I get it. Otherwise, you're inviting every single you know magician you know. Oh, that's right. He said, "Don't." I don't want any premature bald folk at the wedding. Okay, sorry, bro. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, oh. all right. Well, whatever. Monday, even Monday. I don't know how long you're staying here, but like, uh, anyway. Yeah, I'll be cool there to until film like, something. You know, maybe I'll have to stay there until like, uh, like Wednesday, right? Because we have to go and do the podcast again on on the Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, way, uh, in my memories, I think it was <clears> yesterday, <throat> a year ago, yesterday. I was coming on this podcast for the first time. It's our pod anniversary. Wow, oh, really? Is that really? It's been really? a year. So we've been friends with Doug for a little over a year then. <clears throat> that's weird. Wow, that's crazy. Let me the magic guys Doug Con. That's a yeah, better title. Right. It's our friend anniversary or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, look right. at that. Exactly. Oh, it's not going to focus for you, but yeah, it says exactly 1 year ago. Uh, fifteen hundred US for a round trip to Vegas. Yeah, you know, this year I'm going to travel a lot. I, I'm going to go to uh, Scotland. I'm going to go to New Zealand, and I'm going to go to Amerigo. It does get longer. Mm. Because be uh, well, be everything's back. opening. Everything's open now, right? I'll also be going to Japan as well, obviously. But uh, obviously. yeah, I got to get on it, man. I got to get out of this country. I'm sick of staring at the uh, country. <laughs> I'm on the US. It's huge. You will crush it here. Yeah, I got yeah, you got a spare table I can borrow. Obviously I can't fly in with a table because they'll Yes. Yeah, I'll come do some shows on pitch with you. We'll split a table or something, you know. If you don't mind. You you'll kill it here, unless it's breakdancers got the pitch clogged up. No, that's all right. I'll do a bigger show than them. Breakdancers. They're assholes, did you see? Like they bully you off the pitch? Not me, because I don't deal with that drama. You know, you got four or five major acts wanting that pitch, and they want to do an hour and a half. You know? Yeah, I don't. Um, oh, like an hour and a half is a bit bit of a stretch, right? That's yeah, right. I mean, crazy. rarely are they done in an hour, and it's usually an hour and fifteen minutes when it could be a half hour. I hate shows know? like that. It we have one guy. We have one guy here in Sydney that does that, where his show just is the longest thing you've ever seen. And it's it's weird because it's like a super slow, boring build. Yeah. And then they finally get a crowd, and then it's like two seconds of like something good. Well, let me tell you, this this breakdancing show in particular, about 20 minutes of the show is the 10 breakdancers fleecing their audience, where they're literally going from person to person, uh, yeah. a man, you know, uh, what, uh, soliciting is what it is. It's soliciting. Yeah, they like walk, up, walk up with the hat, mm. like, yeah. Yeah, and they well they do this. They go, oh, we got twenty dollars from where are you from? Kentucky, twenty dollars from Kentucky. Who can beat that? You got forty. Oh, Oklahoma's got forty dollars. Give me that. What mm. what else is in that wallet? You got more than forty. You can do better. So it's this for twenty minutes of continuing to like <clears throat> just collect money and and so, then yeah, so it's literally like street extortion, right? It is <laughs> that? And yeah, it's it's unpleasant. It's also why uh, it's also why people fucking hate street performers. You know, the fortunate thing about uh, Australia is that we don't have that. Like, people don't do that here at all. And mm-hmm. so, street performers are very, very. Uh, I would I would say almost respected uh, by the community because we don't fleece our audiences. We're very, very like 
we do the thing and then it's up to you if you want to pay or not. That is very much the case for 95% of the street performers that I've seen in my Mm. life. But there seems to be, uh, and it's it's more than one. It's almost like it's not even an entertainment. It's almost, you talked about prostitution. It's very much like this. The leader, the breakdancer leader guy gets dancers that want to be breakdancers and he pimps them out and he uses them up. And they have multiple teams that work around the country. So this is uh, Bob possible. That's incorrect, my bro. The average street show would go for about 30 to 45 minutes, I would say. That's the, the average? average? Yeah, the average. Yeah. You've only ever seen really magician street performers, Josh. Um, sh- magicians make up an extremely small percentage <coughs> of street well, performers. Well, I might stop you. Look, then, there's room seen, for uh, everything. One of my favorite I've big seen shows. Oh, he I've works the same spot. Let me tell you about Mark Riggs, who gets up on a six-foot unicycle. He gets up on an eight-foot ladder. He does all the juggling, and he gets it done in 12 minutes. He gets a bag full of money, and everybody's happy. I love that. You know, I'm the same way. I try to keep my shows, like, nice and, like, just 25, 30 minutes is enough. If you can't get it done in that time, do something Yeah, but this is – I'm talking about, like – the typical, I mean, maybe by today's standards, it might have shifted a little bit, but from what I've experienced and all the time I've worked, 30 to 45 minutes is very normal. Yeah, uh, like 45 is a, that's a, that, I feel like only a small spectrum of shows are going that long on the screen. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can't say that they mostly go that long. The main pitch in you know, the Voltec, shows are that Voltec long. Voltec show goes for one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, Bike Boy's show goes for like an hour and 15. My show goes for like anywhere, anywhere from 15 to half an hour. It just depends on how much fun I'm having with my crowd. Yeah. Typically, I'll try to keep it nice and tight and just get it done. A a street show that's always stood out in my mind was the first time I went to the US and we went to Venice Beach where there's, it's just, you know, lined with uh, performers. And there was this guy, this old dude, this old black dude doing an act where he's jumping off, like I assume... Like, the way he presents himself, he looks homeless, right? But he's a funny motherfucker. So, this guy's jumping off a chair onto shattered glass, right? Like, that's that's the act. A mountain of shattered glass, he's going to jump onto it from this chair. But it's it's a comedy act because the whole time, he's just throwing out these one-liners every second. But the act is just going to be, you know, five seconds long. It's going to be, boom, look, I have no blood on my feet. But um, I always remember he did... Just before he does it, he goes, wait, wait, wait. Who's going to pay me? And, you know, people pull out their money. He's like, oh, let me get my money. And he jumps off to the side quickly to grab all the money, then jumps back on the chair. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to do this now, blah, blah, blah. If you enjoy it, I'll be back doing the same shit in 10 minutes. And then he jumps on, jumps down and it's over and like, it's fine. But um, it always stood out I, to um, me because like the whole act was really leading up to that point mm-hmm. when he jumps in. It's funny shit. I, um, uh, yeah, Bob, Bob and Jason both said they wouldn't want to stand there. But here's the thing. If you find a good street performer, man, you'd happily stand there for an hour if they were good, but they have to be really good. Like there's a guy, uh, have you ever heard of space cowboy Shane? You ever heard of him, Doug? Uh, you know, that name's familiar, but I think I just know a lot of guys that have been named space something. So I don't know. Well, this guy, this guy is a fucking weapon. This guy like juggles and cracks three whips at the same time and Mm. gets up Ah. in a unicycle blindfolded and juggles like all this crazy shit. And he's, um, but he's also really funny and he does like sword swallowing and stuff. Like this is the guy that went on Australia's Got Talent, right? 
Uh, yeah, he's got a Guinness and, Book of Record for sword swallowing like 36 swords at once. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a couple, a yeah. It's a, it's a few swords. Yeah, it's a few swords. 36. You should see the look of it, man. Like they all fan out because all the handles are like pushing against mm. each other. So I he's think like, I've seen that picture. Of, like, yeah. 36, though? Right, it's insane. Yeah. And oh, he, um, I, could, I could be wrong, but I think on AGT, he did the, um, you know, where you have the electricity. What's it? Yeah, what's yeah, it that was the his um, new act that he The can, Tesla yeah. called. He does that I on think, the streets, bro. Nice. This I think guy's he got a whole freak show out there. Yeah, yeah. This guy. Am I wrong? This guy. Yeah, Am right. No, that's the guy. You are talking about the right guy. But does and, he um, swallow a sword and then have the the coils? The electric blowing off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, he does yeah. that. He does that same act on the streets with the electricity and everything. He's got like these coils that he brings out under the streets. It's crazy, man. The guy's committed. That 100%. Up out there? He's, he's just committed, that man. He's just committed. There's another guy down here in Sydney. His name's Sam Preston, and he does a a juggling act with a robot that he built. Wow. Um, that he sits wow. on top of. He sits on top of a robot and it like, it like hands him the juggling utensils wow. and shit. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you know, like a lot of people think of street performers just like, um, you know, some raggedy old folks that just yeah. do a couple of tricks on the street. But there are people that take it more serious, I think, than most stage performers take their jobs. You know, like, um, like I know this uh, one magician. I've talked about him on here before. His name's Samuel King. And this guy comes up with the most elaborate shit you've ever seen. He's got like this uh, trick that he does where he's like, I'm the world's fastest crocheter. So what he does is he takes a, a strand off his hat, it's like this piece of thread, and does the gypsy thread with it, right, on the street, restores it. And then he goes, he goes, have you thought that was impressive? Wait until you see how fast I can crochet this thing. And then he like covers it and it goes, it just zips into his hand and turns into a bear. And he's, and it's just, crazy and then like if you see the rig that he built for it it's like god damn dude that is some creative shit and he like just puts the bear in his pocket and it sits there for the rest of the show <laughs> it's like and he does this thing with a button where he takes the button off his shirt no he takes a coin sorry he's missing a button and he takes a silver dollar and then he just drops it and it, it just turns into a button on his jacket and it's just so crazy to watch because it's it's the kind of shit that you're like who would carry this stuff around like who would perform like this right it's not easy, you know, and he just does it. He also has uh, another trick that he does, which I thought was incredible, where he accidentally steps in gum and then uh, it's a whole comedic bit. It's very funny. Takes the gum off his shoe, offers it to a kid. <laughs> like, like you've been good. Do you want a lolly? <laughs> and then they don't, obviously they say no. And then he takes a little stick out and molds it into the shape of a lollipop and then hands it, goes to hand it to them. They don't want it. And then turns it into a real lollipop and then gives it to him. It's like an endearing moment, but it's like funny the whole time. It's just creative shit. Nice. Well, and would he drop 5k on a 50, 50 roulette or 40, 60, I guess. Well, actually his show, um, his show just topped the Adelaide fringe festival. It was the, the winner of the Adelaide fringe festival. It's called nice. the uh, ramblings of a magician. It was Fantastic. a show. And uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I awesome. assume he could afford to drop 5K at the cast. And Sounds like it. I might hit him up. <laughs> hey, bro, you want to? You, you can, bro. Let's go drop 5K at the cast. And he'll be and like, yeah, note. so what What happened last time? <laughs> oh, I lost. But this time. By this time, it'll be different. <laughs> Things will be different. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.